Welcome to Spew Spectrum People Enjoying Wizardry. I'm Quirinus, and I have Asperger's Syndrome. I'm Lavender, and my daughter Abby Kadabi has nonverbal autism. And I now call this special meeting of Spew to order. Lavender. Hello, Queerness. How are you? I'm not too bad. <laughs> How are you? Uh, I have Scooby-Doo music stuck in my head, but I'm okay. Mm. As you may have noticed, this is not our originally planned Goblet of Fire episode. We are going to talk about the stuffs. All of the stuff. The last... Three weeks have been absolutely bonkers. If you're a Harry Potter fan... The last week has been absolutely bonkers. Yes. (laughs) But I think the whole world over, the past three to four weeks, have been absolutely bonkers for everybody. But past week, specifically Harry Potter fans. Yeah. So, (laughs) in case you haven't heard, Miss Rowling is now just 100% a turf and is not... Well, no, she's still denying it. In denial about her her turfness, bless her heart, as we say in the South. Uh, If you're not familiar with the term, it stands for trans-exclusionary radical feminist, which she has had a few encounters in the past couple years. She has liked and followed some anti-trans tweets, and then last December she defended Maya Forstadter, who was... She was not fired. Her contract was not renewed. Because she refused to call a trans person by the pronouns they preferred. And she defended her. If, if you don't understand why this is such a big deal, it, it mainly just comes down to the fact that the core theme of the Harry Potter books, besides death, is love, acceptance, and denouncing prejudice. Do you agree with that? I would strongly agree with that. And in fact, a 2014 study found that kids who read Harry Potter were less prejudiced. But apparently this doesn't go for the author. Apparently not. And there's a pretty big timeline to cover in the midst of all of this. Like that, that, that covers about the last two years of what has happened so far. Everything else we're going to talk about has happened just in the last three weeks. On May 26th, she announced The Ichabog, which is her new children's book. It's a series of bedtime stories that was originally written when her kids were little and was intended to be published after the last Harry Potter book and then ended up getting put in the attic and forgotten about until the quarantine. So she pulled it down and was releasing the chapters for free over the next couple months with the official release being in August. There is also a contest where children can submit their drawings to the publishers for a chance for their images to be published in the book. All this is great. And then Nicholas Spurring, a transgender activist, tweeted, Definitely something to keep a close eye on. In recent years, Rowling has made it clear that she can no longer be trusted around children. To which she very quickly responded, Unless you want to hear from lawyers, you might want to rethink that tweet. 
I'm not wasting time arguing over willful misrepresentations of my views on transgenderism. Your timeline shows you're not big on the truth, but making serious insinuations like this comes with consequences. So she did quickly delete the tweet, saying that after she consulted with her lawyers, decided that the original tweet lacked clarity, and right or wrong, wealth is powerful. <clears throat> Which, yeah, that original tweet is very misleading if you were not aware of what it was. Yeah, what the context was, yeah. So, that happened, and then a little later in the day, one parent tweeted a picture of the Ichabog that her nine-year-old daughter drew. Rowling responded, saying, I love this truly fabulous Ichabog with its bat ears, mismatched eyes, and terrifying blood-stained teeth. In court, Wolf claimed the Facebook post in which he wanted to F up some turfs was just bravado. <laughs> so this is very obviously a accidental copy and paste that was not intended in this tweet, but obviously she was very much looking into this in the midst of releasing her new book. She did apologize, saying that she did not mean to copy and paste that. Language was not appropriate for a tweet to a child. Although the original post that was censored, so it wasn't like it actually said it, but it, yeah. <laughs> she also promised them an autographed book, so, okay. Then we fast forward a few days. June 6th. This is where everything absolutely falls off the deep end. She shared a article with the headline, Creating a More Equal Post-COVID-19 World for People Who Menstruate, to which she tweeted, People who menstruate. I'm sure there used to be a word for these people. Someone help me out. Woman, wimpened, wombund. So... Yeah, I, 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 I can't understand why she thought this would be a good thing to tweet. <laughs> Just in yeah. general, period. Like, like what? This is very blatantly... And, and the part that I'm not even sure she fully understood was that this is not just targeting trans women. It is also targeting trans men and non-binary people who also menstruate. Yep. It's just, she really did not care that she was hurting anyone here. And that's the most baffling part. She then tweeted a lengthy string to try to explain her argument. Yeah, so she had a few tweets go out same day, just a little bit later that afternoon, where she said, If sex isn't real, there's no same-sex attraction. If sex isn't real, the lived reality of women globally is erased. I know and love trans people, but erasing the concept of sex removes the ability of many to meaningfully discuss their lives. It isn't hate to speak the truth. She also went on to tweet the idea that women like me, who've been empathetic to trans people for decades, feeling kinship because they're vulnerable in the same way as women, i.e. to male violence, hate trans people because they think sex is real and has lived consequences is nonsense. I respect every trans person's right to live any way that feels authentic and comfortable to them. I'd march with you if you were discriminated against on the basis of being trans. At the same time, my life has been shaped by being female. I do not believe it's hateful to say so. I don't understand what she's talking about. She acts like she is not apologizing for saying one thing when that's not what she said. She's like openly not apologizing for something that she didn't actually say. Does that make sense? Right. 
Now, if this on its own was the only part of this, I'd say that this is semi-forgivable and has some valid arguments, I guess. I guess it, it, it definitely has um, good conversation points that need to be discussed, I think. Especially if people are on the fence on how they feel about trans individuals. I think that this would bring up some good conversation points that could be talked over. Yes. Okay, so I was I was at a party last night and I was talking to one of my friends who is also a, a woman. She was born a woman at birth, you know, assigned female at birth. There we go. And we were talking about this and I, I just asked her, I said, do you feel like trans women, you know, threaten your existence or invalidate our existence as women and our female experience in the world just by existing? And we both came to the conclusion that no, no, they don't at all. If anything, somebody who's born male and transition to female because that's how they feel is their most authentic self, I feel like they probably understand it better than some women who just don't want to see it in their real life. They can see it from a man's point of view and a woman's point of view. Right. And so they probably have a better understanding of the experiences that we try to talk about as women that happen to us. So she's just wrong. Which is why within (laughs) an hour and a half of the second tweet, J.K. Rowling is a turf is trending on Twitter. Yeah, it did not take long. The next day, Katie Lung, who played Cho Chang, um, she tweeted, so you want to know my thoughts on Cho Chang? Okay, here it goes. She then proceeded to post four links to charities that support black trans women. Way to go, Katie. I thought that was brilliant. And then the next day, Daniel Radcliffe released a statement. His was quite long. Um, he posted it to the Trevor Project, which is a LGBT suicide prevention charity that he works with. (laughs) So this is just a excerpt from this, but he says, while Joe is unquestionably responsible for the course of my life has taken as someone who has been honored to work with and continues to contribute to the Trevor project for the last decade. And just as a human being, I feel compelled to say something at the moment. Transgender women are women. Any statement to the contrary erases the identity and dignity of transgender people and goes against all advice given by professional healthcare associations who have far more expertise on the subject matter than either Joe or I. Which was well said, Daniel. Very, very much well said. And I also want to point out that Daniel Radcliffe has been working with the Trevor Project for quite a bit. He's been working with them for, I mean, longer than this issue with Joe has been going on, at least. Mm -hmm. Just need to point that out. Then the next date, Ivana Lynch, who played Luna Lovegood, she posts a pretty lengthy one as well. Just kind of going over some highlights from this one. She started off by saying she wanted to stay out of commenting on... JKR's tweets because it's impossible to address this subject on Twitter. She says, I imagine that being trans and learning to accept and love yourself is challenging enough, and we as a society should not be adding to that pain, especially on Pride Month. She then actually goes on to say that as a friend and admirer of Joe, she cannot forget what a generous and loving person she is. To see her reduced to just this handful of tweets and basically ignores all of her philanthropic work and determination to help humanity and is still fighting for vulnerable people. So she she goes on to say that she does not like cancel culture and that we can't boil a person down to just one specific opinion when there is so much that makes up a person. It's actually very, very well written, and I recommend reading it if you can find it. The problem is, two days later, she has deleted her Twitter account. Ivana Lynch? Yep. So apparently she got a lot of hate 
this, which is just so disappointing and sad. That is disappointing because looking over this, this looks like a very well thought out, well constructed retort. And then we have Miss Rowling's essay. (laughs) Yes, her literal essay. Which she has titled, J.K. Rowling writes about her reasons for speaking out on sex and gender issues. And contrary to what several news outlets were saying, this is not an apology. Never once was it an apology. (laughs) It, It makes no attempt to apologize at all. It is merely her attempting to explain her side by making herself look like the victim. So, (laughs) I've got two pages of notes here, and these are just highlights. This is, and yes, I did read this thing multiple times, and every time I did, I found something else where I'm just like, wait, what? Yeah, this one was kind of a roller coaster ride. So buckle up, y'all. She starts out explaining away the likes and follows from previous incidences. She explains that she is researching for a character in her novels, and all of the likes and follows were for research purposes and not because she actually liked them. With that being said, she knew exactly what was going to happen when she supported Maya. Except, she was surprised by the outpouring of support she received. So people out there fueled this and made it worse. She then goes on to explain what a turf is, <laughs> and this is when the first thing that I saw that I go, wait, did she really just say that? Like, <laughs> so here's the quote. Ironically, radical feminists aren't even trans-exclusionary. They include trans men in their feminism because they were born women. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh, but it's it, so awful. <laughs> it's just like... Okay, the whole point is not just excluding the person, but you're excluding their identity. Mm -hmm. This is the entire point. It's not ironic at all. It just proves the point. Mm -hmm. She then goes on to list the five reasons she is against the new trans activism. She does multiple times try to point out that she is specifically against the specific new activism and not against anything that's happened up until recently, supposedly. So her first argument is the charities she works with, specifically charities that focus on women and children and female prisoners and survivors of domestic abuse, which I'm still a little confused as to how that is an argument. Yeah, I don't I don't get how this correlates. Then she goes on to say that she's you know, very active in MS research because her mother died from it. And it's a disease that treats men and women very differently. Okay, this is so far the most valid point she has made. And it's relatively minor in the grand scheme of everything else she's talking about. Yeah. Her next reason is a single paragraph that I reread like five times trying to figure out what the concern is. And I think what I boiled it down to is she is concerned about safeguarding education and children's charities. I I really have no idea on this one. I think this comes down to, again, this weird false idea that trans people are trying to attack someone. I, I really have no idea. That's the only thing that I can think of that she would even get the, a reason to be concerned about safeguarding 
children's education and charities. Which is terrible because it's based off of a false narrative. Her next reason is her interest in freedom of speech. And bringing up again that she has defended Trump just because he has freedom of speech. And not because she agreed with anything he was saying. It's like, okay... I guess this kind of goes back to the whole Maya thing of freedom of speech to call people names. Don't. Okay. Again, I guess this is an argument. It's just not a good one. And then this is the big one. The baffling one? Like, this is probably six to eight paragraphs on a huge explosion of young women wishing to transition and increasing numbers of detransitions. So you would think she would spend these six paragraphs talking about these increasing numbers of detransitions, but no, she instead spends several paragraphs talking about the huge explosion of young women wishing to transition. Starts off by saying that 10 years ago that the majority of people wanting to transition were male, and now the UK has a 4,000% increase in girls being referred for treatment. Notice this is not wishing anymore. It's now being referred for, to treatment. Mm-hmm. Like there is a difference here. But then autistic girls are hugely overrepresented in their numbers. This is all she says on this subject. It, it, it serves absolutely no point in her argument whatsoever. It is... Technically true. The actual statistics is 14% of autistic girls versus 4% of neurotypical girls wishing to transition. Okay. No more than three times the average. But I, I still have no idea what this argument... It's not an argument. It's just a random statement thrown in in the middle of the conversation. Because she's trying to make the facts fit her narrative is what it feels like but there is no narrative it's just fear-mongering it serves no other purpose which is her narrative (laughs) (laughs) that's the part just the fact that this that she pulls this fact for absolutely no reason she's trying to get sympathies (sighs) she then goes on to describe parents describing entire friend groups wishing to transition at the same time This is, this is, you can't catch the gay. Right, that's not how that works. We, we have already gone through this years ago. Why is this being used as an excuse again? They find these friend groups because they have these feelings, not the other way around. And then, then she just dismisses claims that people with gender dysphoria would commit suicide. Like, the fact that she's just, like, completely, like, this isn't an issue. Like, and she actually claims that this doesn't align with the studies. Which is completely untrue. Here are some actual facts. So, between 5 and 10% of LGB youth attempt suicide. We're talking attempt, not contemplate. This is between 1.5 and 3 times higher than heteronormative youth. Okay, 40% of trans people attempt suicide before age of 25. Mm. That is four times higher or more than just LGB youth. So what studies was Joe looking at? I don't know. Mm. Then she writes two paragraphs about how if she was born 30 years later, she might too be trans. What the? What? <laughs> Thank you. Ah. That's not how this works. <laughs> then, th- then she finally gets to this detransitioning claim. 
saying that 60 to 90% of gender dysphoric teens will grow out of their dysphoria. This is actually not completely off base. It's actually a accurate... I couldn't find these actual numbers, but I did find that the majority of teens who are diagnosed with dysphoria do grow out of it and will generally decide that they are some other LGBTQ instead. But if the dysphoria persists in all the way through puberty, then it is very likely to be permanent, which is also why most places do not allow for permanent solutions until at least the age of 18. Mm -hmm. So again, not really an issue. And this is when she starts bringing up this claim that all a person has to do is claim that they are a woman in order to be seen as one in the eye of the law. Do you have any facts on that? I do. You still have to live as that gender for three months before applying, and then there is another three-month wait period after. Specifically, what she is targeting here is the idea that you no longer need to have hormone treatment or surgery in order to change your legal gender, which is... I still don't see the issue here, but it is not as simple as just deciding one day you want to change this on your license so that you can get into women's bathrooms. Yeah, because that's the narrative here. That is exactly the narrative she is falling into and is repeating here. It is not that simple, and it's not... And then we have the part where she turns around the narrative (laughs) of being about being an abuse victim. So, she now is, for the first time, publicly stating that she was a victim of domestic abuse and sexual assault from her first husband, which is why she is concerned for single-sex spaces. And this is the part that I'm just like, again, there is no correlation here. Like, (sighs) (laughs) I I stopped taking good notes at this point because (laughs) it was just so frustrating that I couldn't. Um, But then the last couple paragraphs of this is when she completely switches the whole thing around. And here's just the first paragraph from this. I believe the majority of trans-identified people not only pose zero threat to others, but are vulnerable for all the reasons I've outlined. Right here, I have no idea which reasons she is actually referring to here, because that does not line up with this statement. Mm -mm. Trans people need and deserve protection. Like women, they are more likely to be killed by sexual partners. Trans women who work in the sex industry, particularly trans women of color, are at particular risk. Like every other domestic abuse and sexual assault survivor I know, I feel nothing but empathy and solidarity with trans women who have been abused by men. So she extends like this version of the narrative for several paragraphs, and I am just utterly confused. Yeah, she flip-flops a lot in this. Uh, She then brings up this idea that All you have to do to become a woman is to say that he is one, referring to the Scottish government proceeding with a controversial recognition plan. Specifically, she is talking about the Gender Recognition Act. It would allow transgender people to change their legal gender more easily. The bill in question, which has not been voted on yet, would remove the requirement for a medical diagnosis. It would allow Scottish citizens to apply in-country rather than having to go through the UK. And it does lower the age for the certificate from 18 to 16. But it does not impact their ability to use bathrooms or changing rooms 
in any way because it is not changing how this law already exists and is already protecting against discrimination in this area. So this, the thing she's afraid of already exists and this particular law is not a, does not have any effect on it in any way. So she's just she's just spewing stuff out. <laughs> and to use the word she used, she was triggered and then did not do any other research and just started spouting. Gosh, do better, Joanne. That's not how this works, Joanne. That's not how this works, Joanne. <laughs> so then we have a few more people then make some public statements. Uh, Eddie Redmayne spoke to Variety and said... As someone who has worked with both J.K. Rowling and members of the trans community, I wanted to make it absolutely clear where I stand. I disagree with Joe's comments. Trans women are women, trans men are men, and non-binary identities are valid. I would never want to speak on behalf of a community, but I do know that my dear transgender friends and colleagues are tired of this constant questioning of their identities, which all too often results in violence and abuse. I, do you think she is saying she doesn't want men to be women because they're more likely to get abused then? That's not what she's saying. No. <laughs> <laughs> I really am so confused by what that... Well, her statement was baffling and it didn't really seem to follow a clear train of thought. It was literally just spewing random things saying this is why I think this way and none of it really added up. Which is also baffling to me, the number of people I was seeing who was actually rebuttaling against all these other comments saying, you're only going by the tweets, you didn't read her essay, it was very logical and thought out. I'm like, no! Did you read the essay? (laughs) Right! Alright, moving on. Emma Watson tweeted, trans people are who they say they are and deserve to live their lives without being constantly questioned or told they aren't who they say they are. Which kind of got some flack for being kind of generic and not exactly taking sides. Yeah. But, okay. We we see where Emma was going with that. (laughs) Bonnie Wright says, if Harry Potter was a source of love and belonging for you, that love is infinite and there to take without judgment or question." Trans women are women. I see and love you, Bonnie. Again, another... This one's a very simple but very nice statement. Mm -hmm. And then (laughs) The Sun gets involved. Um, The Sun is a UK tabloid, and they were accused of glorifying domestic abuse with the headline, I slapped JK and I'm not sorry. Oh, wow. So they found her first husband whose short statement is i slapped joanne but there was not sustained abuse i am not sorry for slapping her wow so yeah i don't know what to think of this this is just like that's terrible even for a tabloid to even mm -mm. that's terrible the sun should be ashamed of even publishing that. But then he's also just like, he doesn't care. But then he's also just like, yeah, I didn't do that. I did that. But she's lying. Like, that. that it, <laughs> I, this one statement is just very, this guy's not a good guy. <laughs> and then on the 12th, we have a few more people making statements. Dan Fogler put out a statement that I also think is very good. Let's skip to the middle here. If a person tells you they are a man or a woman or somewhere anywhere on the gender spectrum, they deserve to be treated with respect and support. And that is regardless of what they may look like on the outside. 
It is not anyone's place to label or classify another person. You think, therefore, you are. I am committed to continuing my educational work towards becoming an ally to the trans community that has already suffered so much pain and discrimination. I love JK and thank her for creating the role of a lifetime for me in Jacob Kowalski. The core of Jacob's character and story is that he is a human nomad and considered a different class altogether by many wizards. Jacob somehow finds love with a magical witch, and even though it's forbidden, as so many of Joe's stories teach us, love triumphs over all, and to accept people for who they are. Love is the most powerful magic and cannot be contained. We need to love each other for who they are and whoever they want to be. That is the magic that needs to happen. Oh, well said. I love the fact that he just very much turns her own words against her, basically, here. <laughs> Yeah. And then Rupert Grant spoke to the Times and said, I firmly stand with the trans community and echo the sentiments expressed by many of my peers. Trans women are women, trans men are men, and we should all be entitled to love and live without judgment. So thank you, Rupert. Mm -hmm. All right. <laughs> that is all I have today. <laughs> That's all? <laughs> this was quite a bit. This is, it's, it's been a lot. This is... Two days ago, I was looking at this. And I'm like, this has only been three days. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just, it's felt like it's been so much longer than that. It really does. Feels like this has been going on forever. But no, no, it's just been this past week. I think that's it. We don't have any, we don't have any news or trivia this week. This was just kind of a special, I don't want to say a bonus episode, but this was just a special episode talking about the most recent events in the Harry Potter world. If you would like to get involved in the conversation or would like to share any observations about autism and the Harry Potter world, please reach out to us. Uh, send us owl mail at spewcast at gmail.com or you can send us a howler by um, sending a voice recording there or by calling 407-706-SPEW. That's 407-706-7739. Or there's a, a link to record in the description as well. Mm -hmm. You can also visit us on spewpod.uk. We are also on Twitter at Spectrum People on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash spewcast. We're also on Instagram at spewpod and TikTok at spewcast. We would also like to thank Joan Burr for our theme music as always. Until next time, I'm Queerness. And I'm Lavender. And as Nina Lovegood says... Don't worry, you're just as sane as I am. Bye. Bye.